It is really good to be here with all of you and to see your beautiful faces. And I just have to say, I love the songs you picked, Kelsey. And we didn't talk about it, but they were like so perfect for what I'm going to share because Jesus is going to fix our minds. And uh, she said we get to choose how we feel. And tonight we're going to talk about choosing what we think about. And that's also a choice. And then I love the idea of being a sanctuary for God. And that's what I'm hoping even for our minds, that they could be a lot more of a sanctuary for all the good things that God thinks about you versus all the negative things that we can often think about. So I am grateful just for this series and for the great day we had a couple Saturdays ago. And if you weren't there, you get to just enjoy some of these pictures I have. But I want to recap a little bit of our wellness day as well. So we got to start off with our juice smoothie coffee tea bar by Don and Sydney here that just did an amazing job with welcoming us to the day and these yummy, yummy things we had. And then we got to hear from Melissa, and I felt like she just did an amazing job teaching us about being whole and how we have to embrace our brokenness and realize it, but realize all the goodness in God. And I do want to share that there was a little glitch in recording it, um, the audio of it, but her presentation and all of her notes are on our website. So if you'd like to go back over any of that, I will say that you there's a tab on the right that you have to click download, and it's not working from people's phones, some of them. So it will definitely work on a computer if you're wanting to go over that. But it was just great to have her out. And then we had yoga outside, and it was like the most perfect day for yoga. It was so beautiful and just the perfect temperature. And it was so great to see everyone out there trying yoga and doing it. And um, here's our beautiful yoga instructor there, uh, Erica and Melissa, obviously, but just so grateful for Erica and her heart and her yoga. And then everyone who came to yoga got an intention stone, and they were just so beautiful. Wendy Hammond made these, and they were just really special. I have a couple of them here that people chose. And then those of you that didn't do yoga did these immune beautiful affirmation boards and I just I love seeing people's creativity and what we can come up with and how different they are and they were just really special here's one close up then we came back in here and we had an incredible time of guided meditation just really appreciate Melissa's gift with that and um, I do have more of her cards here tonight if you would like her YouTube channel for that as well as I have copies of her Tiny Steps to Wellness in the back bench there. If you didn't get one at our day, I would like to encourage you to get one. And then we had these, I wish I had more pictures of the food because we had such good, beautiful, healthy food by Sean and Mimi and many others and these gorgeous decorations by Nikki. And um, then we had thousands and thousands of dollars of prizes. Thank you, Dora Page. And um, in a special way, I want to thank Veronica Sanchez for the 15 bottles of Chanel. That, And I think my favorite story was Kimiko. Uh, I think she shared that her husband had given her um, Chanel 20 years ago, and then she won one that day. And she is so 
precious. I just love you, Kamiko, and uh, I'm so glad that you won. Uh, so I would like to just take a second and have the women that were on our committee that really made the whole day happen, if you could please stand up and let us give you a round of applause, please. Come on, Rhonda, Nikki, Wendy, Mimi, Mimi. Uh, Wendy, that's you. Um, So thank you all so much. And for all of you that just stood too, when I'm done speaking, if you'll meet me up here in the front, I have a small thank you for you. So um, all right. So we're going to talk tonight about this connection of mind, body, and spirit. And I'm going to just say that this is my little, I have been learning so much lately, and one of them is how to do this on Keynote. And uh, Wendy was my helper, but um, you do not know what takes hours and hours, like a Venn diagram on Keynote. But Wendy had come up with this beautiful, she's an artist, so she had all these drawings of what she thought these midweeks that we're doing should be. And they were all these diagrams, and we were like, okay, we're going to figure out how to do this on the computer. So God is looking for us to find this place, isn't that great, Um, of being whole, where we are healthy in our mind, body, and our spirit. And so, you know, some of us are in different places. Maybe you feel like your mind and body are working pretty well. But your spiritual life is really not where it needs to be. And it needs to come back in the center of things. You know, maybe you feel like your mind and your spirit are doing okay, but your body is really not in the health or the place that you or God would like it to be. And then this is what God ultimately wants, and I think this is maybe only in heaven. Uh, We're going to be working on this forever but we're going to get closer and closer. And I will say, I really do hope you take what we talked about at our wellness day and in these next three times together to really take it seriously. Because I think it's a nice topic, but I also think it's a really serious topic that I hope we all make tiny steps like Melissa talked about towards wholeness. And so tonight we're going to talk about the mind, and because this is kind of what mind can look like. Um, I feel like my body and spirit are often doing all right, but my mind can really be out there. And I'm really passionate about this topic because of my own challenge to fight the negative thoughts. I feel like I can be a constant thinker. I feel like I also can really give in to worry and to fear. And so I am on this quest for slowness in my thoughts, to be present and to really be able to be in the moment and enjoy all the incredible gifts God gives us in each moment versus in my head and in caught up in thoughts that are mostly negative. I know I've shared sometimes with my husband, who's it's his birthday today, He's 48 and great, I'm saying, looking great, doing great, everything great in my mind. But um, he, sometimes when I've shared with him about some of the things I've been thinking, he's literally said like, wow, you have thought about all of that today? And I'm like, 
Yeah, and he's like, wow. I am like floored that you could think all that in one day. He, he just can't even kind of take it in. And so, um, and I, I can feel the same way. Like, I know, it is a lot. <laughs> and, but for me, this can lead to trouble sleeping. I can feel like I can't slow my mind down even though my body's exhausted. I can wake up in the middle of the night and instantly be thinking about something that I can do nothing about. In fact, the thing I tell myself lately, it is not time to call that person or whatever I'm thinking about. Um, It is time to sleep. It is time to sleep. And so it can lead to that. And it can, I've also noticed as I really have been examining my thoughts that one of the things I definitely think, I I think the thing that I think a lot about is one is my to-do list and all that I need to do and am not doing or feel behind in. And also I can have a lot of thoughts of worrying about my kids. And so we are going to talk about being whole in mind. So the first step is we need to examine our thoughts. And it has been an interesting lesson for me. In um, I've been having a lot of fun. I've been doing. Scott has been like, "Wow, you've really been working on this." I've been. I'm studied so much about our brains and our minds, and I'm not going to give all of that to you. But it's been a really um, fun study for me over the last few weeks. But I wanted to show you that. Okay, so research varies on how many thoughts we have per day, and there's even a lot of question of what is a thought and what's a complete thought, and what's, so we're not going to get into all that. Some people say we have between 12 and 60,000 thoughts a day. Some people say we have between 50 and 80,000. We're just going to say we have a lot, a lot of thoughts. That is a lot of thoughts. If you calculate that per hour, per minute, a lot. Um, But what is consistent in the research is that 70 to 80% of our thoughts are negative, and that is consistent. And also that a huge majority of our thoughts are repetitive. Between 80 and 95% of our thoughts we think about over and over again. Sorry, this pen. Um, So, and we know that Melissa mentioned this field called psychoneuroimmunology, and basically the whole idea about how stress can affect our health. And we've got to think, if we're having 70 to 80% negative thoughts, that's some stress. That is not the peace and not what God is wanting for us. And so here, I, I really do want us to take this seriously, that the stakes are high in what we think about. And here's some of the things that the stress hormones that come from all these negative thoughts can cause. So it shrinks our brain mass, it lowers our IQ, it weakens our performance at work, makes you more prone to heart disease, cancer, and premature aging, more prone to marital problems and family dysfunction, and twice as likely to develop dementia or Alzheimer's later in life. That's from this article in the post. Um, So pretty serious stuff. You know, here's an image of the one on the left is the stressed brain. And you can see that there's just a lot of your brain that's being limited when we're stressed. The one with more all the light is when our brain is really functioning. 
And our brain does so much good for our bodies and our health. So when we're stressed, we're really limiting all the good that it can do for us. And, you know, our thoughts become habits like we saw, right? If they're repetitive, then they're habits. (laughs) And I don't know if you can feel this, but sometimes I can feel like my thoughts are thinking me more than me thinking them, like they're running out of control. And one of the articles I was reading, it, this might be dating myself some, but um, it referred, and maybe some of you will remember it, to this I Love Lucy episode where Lucy and Ethel were working at the chocolate factory and the conveyor belt's coming. And at first they're like able to keep up and do what they're supposed to do. And then they start coming faster and faster and they start just stuffing all the chocolate in their mouth because um, they don't know what to do with it. But I just had to smile at that. But I feel like that can be our thoughts, right? They can just run us over and they can overtake us. And obviously, also temptation begins as a thought and leads to things. I love, oops, I love this idea that, you know, we know that we are what we eat. And we'll be talking about that in two weeks uh, with Wendy and the body. But we also are what we think. And... I love this scripture that says, make a tree good and its fruit will be good, or make a tree bad and its fruit will be bad, for a tree is recognized by its fruit. For the mouth speaks what the heart is full of. A good man brings good things out of good stored up in him, and an evil man brings evil things out of the evil stored up in him. You know, what comes out of our mouths are good indicators of what we think. And they're good indicators of the fruit in our lives. I don't know if sometimes when you've talked to someone, I feel like you learn a lot about someone with what comes out of their mouth. And and I think obviously that's coming from what's in our minds. And so we need to have good in our minds so good fruit can come in our lives. So we are going to, I do want to get you ready. We're going to look at a lot of scriptures tonight, but this will also be, up on our website if you want to get them later. But I think there is, if there's one thing I want you to take away, is that there is so much power in the Word of God. And that's how we're going to win our minds. Um, I love this scripture. Test me and know my anxious thoughts and lead me in the way everlasting. Isn't that what we want? For God to lead us away from our anxious thoughts and into his way, his everlasting way. And I'm going to define anxious thoughts as every thought that is not rooted in your trust in God. All your thoughts that aren't about God caring for you, protecting you, guiding you, loving you, all those anxious thoughts. And I think God reveals them to us, and even like this, I think, this idea that our first step is we have to examine them, that he reveals them to us so we can quiet them, so we can be cleansed by him, and we can be renewed by him. But first we need to notice our thoughts. And I think it's been an interesting thing this week for me to just really stop and notice our thoughts. And when we really do stop and notice them, it does help slow them down. And, you know, there's going to be a little bit of a dichotomy because in a, and then my next point is that we have to fight our thoughts. But I also want you to know that you don't want to really fight against 
your thoughts in the sense of that they are like monkeys in the tree. And if you go in there to fight all the monkeys, they're just going to get stirred up. You know, have you ever noticed that when you're like trying to go to sleep and then you're mad that you're not asleep and you get really mad that you like it doesn't help you go to sleep. Right. It's the same way with our minds. So the idea is with noticing them is not to get too don't get the monkeys going too crazy, but to slow down because patience really helps. But I do think when we slow when we stop and notice them, it slows them down. And it also helps them be less overwhelming because one of the first steps is we can't be the victim of our thoughts. We have to witness them, and then we can start to transform them. And we'll talk a little bit more about that. But giving them some attention and slowing down to notice them is the first step. So, you know, I, the fruits of the Spirit here, it says, but the fruit of the Spirit is love joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. This is what God would like our minds to be a lot more full of. But if you're anything like me, you need to work on that a bit. And, you know, in addition to slowing them down and noticing, I think it's really good to think about the emotions that are attached to our thoughts. And one, I'll just say, like, science and knowing some of this does help me. Like, even, of course, this week while I'm working on this, it's my womenly time. But it was just good for me to realize, okay, there's a lot of extra hormones going on. And um, I'm thinking a lot more extremely, and this is not reality, and uh, I'm going to be okay. But even, like, dealing with those thoughts by knowing that was helpful. And then also this week, my um, next-door neighbor, Cheryl, moved, and I got a new neighbor this week. And Cheryl has just been a really precious friend to me, and her husband recently passed away from cancer, and we were close friends of them. And so she's moving to be with her grandchildren, which is great. But I realized I was really having all these thoughts, like, I don't want a new neighbor, I don't even want to go meet that neighbor. I don't care about this neighbor. I want my old neighbor. And and then I, like, stopped and slowed down, and it got me in touch with, like, wow, I'm really sad. I'm really sad, and this is a real loss for me. She's been a real precious friend for four years, and she's always been right there, just right next door every time I want to see her or need her. And um, But it was helpful for me to not just have this attitude towards this new neighbor, but um, realize and kind of be okay with, okay, there's some sadness. I can, I need to process that. So um, the next thing we need to do is fight our thoughts. And I did choose fight, even though there was the monkey analogy, because I do think it takes a lot more than just a little effort. It takes a full-on fight to change our minds and to change our thinking. And this has been a really long journey for me. And uh, I just want to share one of the books that I used in preparing but that has helped me for so many years is Joyce Meyer's Battlefield of the Mind. Highly, highly recommend it. I will say I, I read it, was reading it some for this, and it was written a while ago. And some of the analogies and examples are definitely a little dated, but there's a lot of scripture in there and just a lot of, great things, but um, 
All right, another scripture. Okay, so it says, For though we live in the world, we do not wage war as the world does. The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God, and we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. And, you know, in even thinking about how repetitive our thoughts are and all the negative thoughts, they definitely are strongholds in our mind. And we've got to wage war. And we've got to really fight to change these bad habits and to think more about ourselves, especially how God thinks about us. You know, Jesus says, if you hold to my teaching you are really my disciples, then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. And this is what I want for all of us. I want us to be set free in our minds. But to do that, we have to figure out how to hold on to his teaching. And that's the hard part. I think a lot of us have had experiences where you read the Bible in the morning, and then it's gone like 30 minutes later, and you're back to your negative self. And it's the challenge is how do we hold on to it throughout the day? And we're going to get to some of those practicals so that we can win this war. Um, and now, I don't know if everyone here believes in spiritual forces of evil, um, but Jesus, in speaking about Satan or the devil, this is what he says. He was a murderer from the beginning, not holding to the truth, for there is no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks his native language, for he is a liar and the father of lies. And whether you think it's Satan or just yourself, there's a whole lot of lies that we're believing about ourselves. And if 70 to 80% are negative, we're really believing them, and they're killing us. They, just like this, they are murdering us spiritually and physically. And this is a serious fight. And I love this scripture. It says, those who live according to the flesh have their minds set on what the flesh desires. But those who live in accordance with the spirit have their minds set on what the spirit desires. The mind governed by the flesh is death, but the mind governed by the spirit is life and peace. And that is what we're looking for. And as we saw earlier, some of those qualities of the Spirit are love, joy, peace, patience, all those things, not all the negativity and lies. Okay, so how do we do this practically? We have to replace our thoughts. And um, I, I read a lot about this Dr. Andrew Newberg. So if you go online, he is definitely the leading guy who believes prayer has power to heal and meditation. And um, he's done a lot of studies, written a lot of books. And what this says is, um, uh, Dr. Andrew Newberg says, as a general rule, these practices of prayer and meditation lower depression, anxiety, and stress by releasing certain chemicals in the brain. He adds that at Thomas Jefferson University in Philadelphia, where he's director of research in the Myrna Brine Center, integrative medicine research has found that meditation can improve memory and concentration boy i need some of this 
um, as I'm getting older, my memory is. Uh, but, you know, he's, he doesn't say that, you know, he does all these studies and all these brain scans. And he's not going to say that, you know, if you pray, you will definitely be healed of cancer. But he definitely feels like there is significant evidence of healing that comes. And I, I think we, we know that there's a lot of power, too, in our mental state, our positivity, our hope, our faithfulness in healing. And I also, I love this study. This is by this woman, Sarah Lazar. She's a Harvard neuroscientist. And this is what she has found in her study of the brain. And she specifically has studied out meditation and yoga. And we did pick yoga, not just because it's a cool thing to do, but because it really is found to be an incredible stress reliever and helpful in our health. But her, her study found that in the brain, the primary difference we found is in the posterior cingulate, which is involved in mind wandering and self-relevance. The left hippocampus, campus, which assists in learning, cognition, memory, and emotional regulation. Definitely need that. The temporal parietal junction, or TPJ, which is associated with perspective taking, empathy, and compassion for an area of the brainstem called the pons, where a lot of regulatory neurotransmitters are produced. The amygdala, the fight-or-flight part of the brain, which is important for anxiety, fear, and stress in general, that area got smaller in the group that went through mindfulness-based stress, stress reduction program. So, wow, that's a lot, right? And those qualities of our brain, I really want those to be healthy. And so it is amazing the connection between uh, prayer and meditation, yoga, and healing. And so this is a really interesting fact I want to tell you. that So apparently when something happens to us that's negative or anxiety-causing, we have 90 seconds before our body dumps all these toxic stress hormones into us. So something happens, you're like, oh, and then you have 90 seconds before all this bad stuff happens in your body. And I think it is just awesome that God, I believe God designed this because he wants us to pray. And we have 90 seconds where you can literally write your brain to not produce those stress hormones. And so one of the, this tool, um, they talk about one, the serenity prayer, which I think is really great. Um, you know, God grant me the ability to change the things I can. And I thought I had it written down and accept the things I can't. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Powerful prayer. And uh, I should know it even better. But um, so we can say that or say any prayer during this time. But there's also so there's this idea of it's called the clear button. And so this is a little tool, and if you want, you can try it. I tried it today. Kelsey and I had a little bit of a stressful day at our meeting, and uh, so we tried this, or I tried this. And so the idea is you picture that you have a button on your hand, and you breathe in and count one. So you go, 
One, then you exhale and you think red. Then you do two, breathe in, count two, exhale, think blue. Then you breathe in, count three, exhale, think green. And then on the next breath, you try and let your mind go blank for about 10 seconds. And then you think about whatever just happened, the stressor. And basically the idea is that this can move your brain from that fight or flight amygdala that produces all these stress hormones that we need if we're really in danger, um, but not like we usually have them. But it can, it can move things to our prefrontal cortex, and so we can think more rationally and calmly about things and react differently. So you can try that if you want. I think it's similar to what we learned on the marriage retreat about just deep, breathe, deep breathing and how that can also change our brains. All right. And we're going to wrap up here in a minute, but I absolutely love this scripture. And um, it says, The Lord our God said to us at Horeb, You have stayed long enough at this mountain. Break camp and advance into the hill country of the Amorites. Go to all the neighboring peoples in the land. See, I have given you this land. Go in and take possession of the land. The Lord swore he would give to your fathers, to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and to their descendants after them. And the idea being that we need to go in and take possession of our minds. God wants them to be different. And, you know, this is a powerful story. This passage comes. So what happens where the Israelites were on this journey out of Egypt to the promised land, and it technically should have been an 11-day journey. And how long did it take them? 40 years. Long time. And I think for some of us, you know, in that book, Battlefield of the Mind, she talks about how a lot of us have had wilderness mindsets for a long time. And I really do want to challenge you to think about your thoughts and your mind and is it time for you to reclaim that land and for it to be a lot more filled with God and what God thinks of you than the negativity? You know, we can't have this wilderness mindset. I think it's one of the saddest things if we're Christians without victory. And it starts in our minds. And it starts with how much you have the word of God in your mind, how much you have prayer in your mind, and, and I want us all to have victory. But I want us to really think about, have you dwelt there too long? And that it's time for you to really fight this fight. You know, I think a lot of us can believe a lot of lies. You know, and I don't know what yours is. You know, maybe you tend to be your worst critic. Maybe you tend to be faithless in life rather than hopeful. Maybe you tend to be fearful, negative. You know, maybe you really believe all these lies about yourself more than what God thinks of you. But I want us to, this scripture says, let us not become weary in doing good. For at the proper time, we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. So we have to not give up. I I told you, I started reading that Battlefield of the Mind. It was in Orange County. 
so probably, I want to say a good eight years ago, probably. And I'm still, I'm in the fight. And I am fighting because I want my mind, my goal is for my mind to immediately go to faithful, joyful, trusting God. God is with me. God's got this. All his promises than where my mind goes. And I want that for you. But we got to fight for it. We got to not give up. And we got to reclaim it inch by inch and thought by thought. So in conclusion, I want us to think about examining our thoughts. You know, we need to fight our thoughts, replace our thoughts with the word of God, use some of the tools from tonight. You know, I know for me, like, I'm really trying to do more yoga. I'm trying to eat better. I'm trying to pray more because I need this. And I, I want to be healthy and I want to be what God wants me to be for as long as I can. Um, you know, we can use some of these tools. We can memorize scripture. I'll tell you my memory scripture lately that I'm just saying many times a day is Exodus 14.4, uh, just the Lord will fight for you. You need only be still. And I say that to myself because I often worry about all that I have to do. And I tell myself, no, the Lord's going to fight for this. I just got to be still. And, uh, and a lot of times I'm thinking about a lot of you, so I know he's fighting for you. But, you know, I just want to share even because um, I have to get outside and go on prayer walks. I, I would not be good for any of you, for my family. And so even yesterday, every Monday, I go on a long time with God and pray. I also feel like music really helps me. But I had to just share with you, these were my pictures from yesterday. Um, And I was like, wow, you know, God says he's given everything to us for our enjoyment. And I want to encourage you, if you haven't been getting outside with all this rain and beauty and all the hatching of the butterflies, it's just outstanding. Um, Get out there soon. Get out there before it's too hot. You know, these were these flowers and I was just like, blown away by God. And this helps my mind so much. I have to get out and pray. And uh, I go to this golf course near my house and just love it. But go out, enjoy. There's so many flowers and beauty, and it helps my mind so much to pray. And I pray that you'll take some of these tools and really go after fighting to be whole in your mind. So thank you very much. And all right, so we have about 15 minutes before we close out. So I'd like to encourage us to get in small groups of maybe two to four people, whatever you're comfortable with, but not too big. And here are some questions. You know, you don't have to answer all of them, but just questions to think about. Um, one, in examining your thoughts, what would you say your thoughts center around? What would you say are the, the thoughts you maybe need to fight? Um, how can you start to fight them? And what tools can you use to replace them? So thank you so much for coming. And, you know, and with that, if you didn't get one of Melissa's tiny steps to spiritual wellness, I will say that on the last page, she has all these scriptures Um, that if you want some scriptures to hold on to, I really believe they're wonderful. She has a whole section on 
how valuable you are. She's got another whole section about how you're created and loved by Christ. So if you didn't get them, these are on that back bench. But enjoy a few minutes of discussion and then enjoy some rest. I love seeing so many of you in your workout clothes because you're going from work to working out and making it here. Uh, so thank you to, that we get to be on this journey for health together. Love you. <laughs>